Hey there, I want to take a quick second to thank you for listening to the Focus Point Podcast. I hope that you find a blessing and encouragement through this episode. I hope that you'll share the episode with your family and your friends. If this is one of your first times catching us, or if you want to find out more about us, or if you want to listen to other episodes, please visit thepointoffocus.com, and there you will find our podcast archive as well as more information. Once again, that's thepointoffocus.com, and once again, I thank you for listening to this episode. Well, we are continuing on in our series in Genesis. This is episode three of that series. So if you have a copy of the Bible around you, whether it's paper or electronic, please grab a hold of that and get your eyes on Genesis 2. And we'll be in verses 1 through 3 for this episode today as we look at this idea of rest. And how God did, and how what kind of how it brings it up, and all of that. But that's that's where we'll be. So as I said, if you have a copy of the Bible around, please grab that, and we'll be in Genesis two. Um, as always, the New Living Translation of the Bible, or NLT, as it is abbreviated in the Bible app, and that's where we'll be. So where we've been in this series so far, the last couple of episodes, we've spent looking at Genesis one. And we unpacked this idea of creation and how God created the heavens and the earth, all we see and all we don't see. So the heavens, all we see and all we don't see. So space, the solar system, the the vastness of all the areas that we haven't even touched yet, all we see and all we don't see. And earth, all we see and all we don't see. So we unpacked just that that phrasing that Eugene Peterson actually uses in the message translation. And we just spent some time kind of camped out there and just thinking about how God um, created all of this, all we see and all we don't see. But then how the Bible in, in verse 2 describes how God was just kind of hovering over, almost kind of like this was his canvas and he was getting ready to paint a glorious thing. Then in the last episode... We looked at the rest of Genesis 1 and we unpacked how God used two different methods of creation and how he spent um, days 1 through 5 speaking things into existence. He he talked things into his existence. And the Bible says, and God said, let there be blank. Let there be light. Let there be trees. Let there be fish to fill the seas. Let there be ground and sky. Let there be water. Let there be all of that stuff. You know, sun, moon, and stars, all those things. And God spoke those things into existence. But when he gets to day six, the Bible says, then God said, let us make. And Genesis 2, 7 tells us that he Um, formed us out of the dust of the ground. And Paul writes that we are God's masterpieces. And David also further echoes this idea of being formed or made as um, God knitting us together in the mother's, in our mother's womb, as they said. And so if we're, if we're knit together and we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we are God's masterpieces that's just amazing for us. And God ends the account of creation looking over all that he created in Genesis 131 and says, and he saw that it was very good. So we weren't like the blemish on the earth, like, and we weren't this 
passed up idea we weren't held into account with everything else because at the end of every other day God says and it was good but when he after he creates us he said it was very good and so we see this idea that we were actually an improvement to the earth and that God put us there and that the whole earth was created for us as he also says as the Bible also tells us in Genesis 1 that God gave the, the humans gave us dominion over them it says reign over the fish in the sea the birds in the sky and all the animals we were to reign over the earth we were in charge of it and then as we know there were seven days of creation and this is where we come in today's idea right this idea of rest so when i think of rest sometimes i think of this idea of trying to get your kids to take nap you know right now i'm uh i've got four kids but um two of the kids came with um my wife when we got married and she brought two of her kids in and I brought my two kids in and so now I've got four kids we've got four kids together but when my kids when my two kids were younger my daughter would take a nap my son like refused to take a nap like you couldn't get him to rest to save his life and so um my daughter though would always take a nap until she got old enough where she really didn't need to but like she always took a nap it was easy to get her to lay down and rest and take a nap not so much for my son and I say that because as we read this and as we kind of unpack this idea this whole idea of taking a nap um help the kids you know sometimes be less cranky it's a shortened day they get a little bit of rest period in between and all of that right and you know keeps them from being cranky or you know whatever as you probably know if you have kids especially young kids. Sometimes you think that teenager kids need to take naps sometimes. So rest is important and it's vitally important to God. And so we're going to read the seventh day of creation and then we're kind of going to unpack it. We're going to talk a little bit about um, what what I think God is saying here to us. And then it says Genesis 2.1. So we'll be in verses 1 through 3. And it says... So the creation of the heavens and earth and everything in them was completed. So, in. It's done. And on the seventh day, God finished his work of creation, so he rested. Verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all of his work. So... What I see here is a rhythm. And I typically ask, when I, when I talk about this day of creation, uh, I typically ask, did God really need to rest? Did he fall down in his lazy boy, exhausted from all of the work that he did? Because as I said, you know, he was speaking things into existence, but then he was knelt down in the dust, creating human beings. Did he just fall down as lazy boy with a bag of Doritos and just like, hey, I'm tired. I'm going to rest right here. You know, get me a get me a Mountain Dew and let me just kind of sit here and rest. I don't think so. Of course not. God didn't need to rest. He's always existed. He's always been around. Like, he didn't need to rest. This wasn't because God needed to rest. 
This is because God knew about us. And God knew how life was. And God knew how uh, life would be for us. And he could see into the future. When we looked at Psalm 139 back in the summer in the series Known, it said that you go before me and behind me. Like So God was already, like, now as we're talking in 2023, God knew about this, that you're listening. You know, God knew when I was going to record it. God knew all of these things. He, he, and he knew, right? So he knew that we would need rest. He knew that eventually life would not be, as we're going to talk about next week, life was not going to be that way all the time. Life was not going to be this perfect environment, this perfect space all the time. God knew that when we would get to this place, we would need to rest. When we get to 2023, we need to rest. So resting on the seventh day, God is showing us a rhythm. God is showing us a, um, a way to do things that will help us. And here's that rhythm. It's work. Work, 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 rest. So, work, 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 rest. And here's, here's why I say that in that way. Is, is God wanted us to rest. God wants us to rest. God needs us to rest. Rest is good for the soul. Rest is good for, for the for us, like it's just good in general. That's why in Psalm 23, it says he makes me lie down in green pastures. That wording indicates, you know, hey, makes me lie down. He makes me rest because he knows we need it. And so when I look at this, I see a couple different things. First of all, there, there are some that think rest is unproductive and lazy and it gets you nowhere and like you just you're just choosing not to do anything by sitting in your lazy boy and just not not doing it. No, that's not what God is saying here. This is this is rest. Right? We're we're supposed to rest. And God wants us to. But if I know but if you notice there's six days of work here and one day of rest. And so let's unpack that just a little bit. So God understands that our work week, the way that things were going to be, right? Back when he's watching us, when he goes before us and behind us. So like he knew that we would have a five day, 40 an hour, 40 hour a week work week. So that's five days to work. But he also understood that we were going to have other affairs that we were going to have to handle, right? On a Saturday or, you know, whatever other day it might be. And I'll talk about that in just a second. But, for example, right now, like a Saturday, like, he knew that we would have to do stuff around the house. We'd have to go shopping. We'd have to do, you know, any number of things that is not associated with our normal, regular Monday through Friday job, but our personal life stuff, Right? So he understands that, and then he says that he wants us still, though, to take a rest, meaning that we don't really do anything. And so we're going to talk about all of this. So what I mean by that is, is that there is a um, a rhythm here, right? Whatever day happens to be like your day off. I know there's various different jobs and positions and different things like that, you know, where you could have a Wednesday off, 
right? You could have Wednesday and Thursday off, not Friday and not Saturday or Sunday. You could have Sunday and Monday off. You could like work one of those swing rotating shifts kind of things where you work three days one week and four days the next week and all that kind of stuff. I get it. I understand there's many different ways to work. So whatever days you have off, God is saying that one of those days is for rest. Now that doesn't mean you can't go to a birthday party or you can't like go and enjoy a movie or like something like that. Like he's talking like chores and work and things like that. Just one day to be away from all of that. Just one day to rest. And that's what he's saying. Whatever day that happens to be, you know, for many people, it's Sunday. Many people, it's Saturday, like one of the weekend days, you know, maybe that day is Wednesday for you. I don't know what it looks like for you. But God is is saying to rest. Take one day where you're not doing anything. Take one day where you're recharging, where you're resting. Because that's what rest does for us, is it recharges us. However you recharge. Maybe it's just curling up with a book, sitting in the hot tub. I don't know what it is. It's it's your rest. Maybe it's taking a day trip, going on a, 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 a mini vacation. God wants us to rest. And I found it I find it interesting too here that this this call to rest, this idea of rest comes one day after God created humans, after God created mankind, he says, "Hey, take a rest." Before Adam lifts a finger to do any work in the garden or anything like that, God tells him to rest. I think it's so, so cool that that happens. And I'm not talking like, like it says in the Bible that God made this day holy, right? This is like kind of going forward to what would be the Sabbath. And this idea that I'm talking about, the the Pharisees in Jesus' time, so during Jesus' ministry, would take that a step farther, like carrying your mat like Jesus healed a man and he picked up his mat and went home and oh you can't carry your mat that's too much like work okay breathing's work like it's it's got really intense right I don't think that's what God is calling here this the Sabbath really he's just saying rest look look I did all this work and then I rested you know he does say that he made it holy and all of that and we can we can go to like Sabbath and like the whole and all of that but in this just the simple way, not overcomplicating it, not making it difficult. It just says rest, rest, sit down with a book, sit down with a movie, cuddle up with your kids and play Monopoly. I don't know. Rest, rest, do something that's not work. And we see it in Jesus ministry. When Jesus, there, there's several times, um, Mark six is one of the times that I, I think about this. Like he just gets done feeding the uh, 5,000. And when he feeds the 5,000, he gets in a boat and he goes off to rest. And I'm going to actually find that right now as I'm talking about it. Um, Jesus feeds the 5,000. And then verse 31, um, after he feeds the 5,000, he, uh, actually, I'm sorry, before he feeds the 5,000, my fault. <laughs> He's being followed by crowds. See, that's why I wanted to look it up. Um, and so he um, he tells the apostles, he says, let's go off to a quiet place and rest for a while. 
And it's funny, verse 30, and so this is Mark 6, um, verse 30, and it says, The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told them all they had done and taught. The next thing Jesus says, so it sounds like they were on a tour. They were out working and doing the work of Jesus, right? Doing the ministry work. And the next verse, he says, let's go off by ourselves and rest. It wasn't, oh, let, let's continue to do some work. Guys, let's, let's rest. Guys, let's rest. It's vitally important to that. So important. And it says, so they left by boat. And we know that this kind of it goes around and... Um, They're met at the other side with the people and they feed the 5,000. But this is just interesting sequence of verses. It's you just did a bunch of work. And it's not like how many days. It doesn't really matter. But you did work. Rest. So that's even adding a layer to it. When you work, rest. Rest after you get off work. Rest is important for the body, for the soul, for the spirit, for everything. It's, It's rest. God wants us to take a day. And rest one day from the chores, one day from the business, one day from the work, one day just to rest. Even after work, rest. That's what he's insinuating. That's what Jesus is insinuating in Mark 6. Hey, you guys just got done. Let's get on a boat. Let's go rest for a little bit. That is what God is started from the very, very beginning. It wasn't because God needed to rest. It's because he knew we were going to need to. And he wanted to prioritize it. He wanted to make it special. Even so much so, Jesus repeated that same model. And that was just one instance that I read. One instance of where Jesus said, hey, let's go rest. And so my encouragement for you is to find a rhythm of rest. Find a way to rest. Find a way to work it into your family. Find a way to just work this way in of rest. Where it's not necessarily just sitting in a chair and just not moving. Like, yeah, that's a form of rest. And yeah, you can do that for a little bit. But a rest from all the busyness. A rest from the, like I said, the chores and all of it. Just a rest. Where you're just sitting where they can, you know, do do what you want and just breathe for a little bit. That kind of rest. You know, we sometimes, and I say we because I've done it. You know, and maybe maybe you do as well. And rest is confusing sometimes as, well, I could be doing this, 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 and this. I'm just sitting here. Okay, but it's good to rest. It's not wrong to rest. It's not lazy to rest. Rest is vital and it's important. And God wants us to do it. God knows it's good for us to do it. And so... That's my encouragement from this. Uh, out of these three verses, this this bit of Genesis here is, is God from the very beginning tells us to rest. That's what it describes to me is this rhythm. Work, 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 and rest. Repeat. Work, 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 work. Rest. Repeat. That's what God set this up in the very beginning. And so my encouragement is to find time for that. Find a moment to rest for you, for your family, 
for your friends. Encourage them to rest. Maybe you have that friend that's running 100 miles an hour and eventually going to fall down. <laughs> Encourage them to rest. It's important. And so I hope you found encouragement with this. I hope you found some uh, some blessing with this. I hope you'll you'll share it along with your with your family and your friends. Uh, but but that's the encouragement I believe God has for us this week. As we kick off this this new year, I mean, we're only still in January of 2023. Maybe this is one of the things you can kind of kind of start up this idea of rest. So I hope you'll come back next week. I hope you'll continue on um, in our Genesis series with us as we continue on this overall series of journeying to the promised land. And it's actually kind of interesting Next week, you come come back next week and check out as we discuss the very first promised land. Come back next week. I hope to see you then.